Welcome to Spiritual Counsel by J.K. Popham. Today we go all the way back to November 1927. The subject is Temporary Faith. Another kind of faith is called temporary faith, so called because it endureth for a while, then some trial or trouble arises connected with the profession made, and by and by the hearer is offended and his religion withers away. This kind of faith appears to be the result of hearing the word. Of four hearers in the parable of the sower, in Matthew 13, three were wrong. It is probable that the wayside hearer is just a worldly person who of custom hears preaching, but his hearing is like seed falling on the road or the path between open fields. No impression is made and the seed lying exposed is soon picked up by the birds. Many, no doubt, hear preaching in that way. Their minds, like a popular road, full of traffic, are busy with their worldly concerns, their business, or their pleasure. And the devil, the wicked one, fills their ears with very pleasant sounds of worldly things, so that there is no room for one divine word or thought of eternity. Such hearers corrupt themselves, whose fruit withereth, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. But when the Lord comes to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all, that are ungodly among the saints of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed, and all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. It will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for them. But the second hearer differs very considerably from the first. He receives the preached word, he feels it, tastes of its sweetness and rejoices in it, confidence is soon felt and a profession is easily made. He associates with the saints and is reckoned one of them. This, while it occasions joy, exposes him to trouble. His family, his friends are offended. His worldly interests are imperiled, his joys decline, and as he is not a plant of the Lord's right-hand planting, he receives no showers of blessing, no communications from him, no supply of the Spirit of Christ, and he withers away. 
He was never wounded, was never healed. He boasted of a saviour, yet he was never lost in the gospel sense of that word. The third hearer is like the second in receiving the word, but differs in some respects. Some promise of the fear of God appears on the surface. A quick growth in knowledge of the truth. For he is rich, no doubt educated. He can talk of things heavenly and of the earth with equal facility. He appears not to suffer persecution because of the word. And the church might have entertained a good opinion of him. But after a time, a coolness is found in him. His conversation is not in heaven. He has great interests in the world. To them, he must give more time, thought and close attention. He is careful about many things. He prospers. And as riches increase, he sets his heart upon them and they deceive him. He runs after the pleasures of this life, and soon gold glitters and shines in his eyes more than Christ crucified. And the gospel he professed and talked well about is choked, and he becomes changed, becomes unfruitful. In this parable, there is the most striking, solemn and awful illustration of temporary faith. May the Lord make them examples unto us, cause them to admonish us and work in us a godly fear of coming short of his glory. One or two other scripture cases in which a non-enduring faith is set forth, we must look at. The first is in John's Gospel. By a miracle, the Lord Jesus fed thousands of hungry people. This caused them to follow him, and they obtained the honourable name of disciples. But when he taught them that unless they received and ate his flesh, and drank his blood, they were dead. They were offended, and went back, and walked no more with him. Demas, coupled with Luke, the beloved physician, is a few years later a castaway. Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. What countless victims the world claims from the professing church. The same lips may cry, Hosanna to the son of David, and away with him, crucify him. The Pharisees' faith took him up into the temple to pray, but it did not carry him to the throne of grace. Balaam talked of God and professed a desire to obey him. But he loved the wages of unrighteousness, 
Simon, the sorcerer, believed and was baptized, and continued with Philip, and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. But his heart was not right in the sight of God. Ananias and Sapphira were believers for a season, but their love of money pierced them through with eternal sorrow. Temporary faith cannot bring the sinner before God, viewing, feeling and confessing original sin and personal transgressions, nor can it wait for justification, the need of which is not felt. Well indeed will it be for us, dear friends, if the faith of God's elect and of the operation of the Holy Ghost be wrought in us, for then we shall tremble before his holy majesty, and at his word of threatening, and strive to enter in at the strait gate, and be found in the narrow way that leadeth unto life everlasting. Thus, and thus alone, can men believe to the saving of the soul. Amen. Your affectionate friend, J.K. Popham, Brighton, November 1927. Thank you for listening today. The next episode in two weeks' time is the last of three letters on faith. Over the last two podcasts, we have looked at historical and temporary faith. So the final letter will be one on true faith. To keep track of new episodes, subscribe and follow this podcast. If you're enjoying it and finding it helpful, please share spiritual counsel with your friends and family. If you'd like to read the full letter from the Friendly Companion in this episode, then head to the letters page at strengthintruth.org. That's all for today. So until next time, goodbye.